0: This is a Media 8 production. This podcast may have explicit themes and swearing and may not be suitable for children.
1: The more I was growing and developing as a person, my business grew. I realised at that point that it was time for me to go out on my own and open up my own studio, be my own person, yeah, just have my own way with business and see how I could take that. And I, I just knew that because I was growing, I needed more space to help more people. That's always been my thing as I want to help as many people as I can. So continuously growing is important to me. So yeah, ended up moving and opening up my own studio in Tallman's.
0: The world is full of amazing people. And once a week, I get the opportunity to interview one of them. My name is Brett McCallum, and this is Awesome Humans. Super pumped to introduce our Awesome Human this week, the fabulous and ever inspiring Nicole Hobson. So, Nikki's my trainer. Yeah, she actually then beats me up mostly on a daily basis. Uh, I attend the 12 round gyms and uh, where she's one of the most inspirational people that I've ever met. Uh, With a background in personal training and a massive hunger to inspire humans, especially empowering women or making bitches happy, as she likes to put it. She's on a mega mission to get out of her own comfort zone by creating a supportive space for them to be their best selves and her raw, authentic, and relatable personality is completely aligned. Nikki is currently building her newly formed Nick's brand and business, which encompasses all things in the holistic health space, including personal training, personal development, nutrition, lifestyle coaching, and mentoring. I reckon she should take the title of lifestyle architect. I like that actually. I'll give him that one. And if you get the chance to sample her dairy-free, gluten-free energy balls, oh man, they're the best thing ever made. We are thrilled to be collaborating with her and building her empire. This girl is on fire. So it's so awesome to hang out with you and let's get this started. Welcome to Awesome Humans, Nicole.
1: Hello. I've never called you Nicole in my <laughs> whole life. It sounds professional, doesn't it?
0: No, you're Niki. You always are. <laughs> it's quite funny because one of the things that I said to you a couple of weeks ago, it still spins me out, is one of the biggest issues that you've got moving forward is the fact you're you and that – if someone looks at you, you're a fit, healthy, good-looking girl, and then you open your mouth and they go, yeah, that's okay, she's relatable. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, what a better way to do this in a podcast because we can just hear you.
1: Oh, great. And you can be you,
0: which is pretty exciting.
1: Thanks for having so me. Welcome.
0: welcome. Thank you. Um, first thing I always ask people on a podcast, and it's something that they find really hard normally, is what's your first ever memory? How far back can you go? <gasps> yeah, they oh. always look at me like that too.
1: Look, I always think about this and I think I wish I had earlier memories. Yeah. So oh, one just keeps coming back to me when I don't even know how old I was, if I'm being honest. Mm. I just remember having my white blonde hair, mm. Yeah, my little blue eyes, and I was a little bit of a um, mischievous kid. I
0: would never have <laughs> picked that. Yeah.
1: And we were, my sisters and I were playing, jumping around in our bedroom. And I remember just stacking it off the bunk bed and I scratched all up the back of my um, leg on my hip and just ran out of the room screaming. Mum was on the phone and I'm here just bleeding out like <laughs> my, my leg and, and I get in trouble because, of course, I'm jumping around.
0: Because mum's on the phone. Yeah. Hey, how old do you reckon you were?
1: Maybe Oh.
0: Like Two or three
1: maybe? Yeah, maybe three. Wow. Yeah.
0: Pretty amazing when you think back. And what's going to happen to you during this course of this next hour is you're going to remember all this shit you didn't think was even in your head.
2: Well, and I then hope so. And you'll come so. back
0: and go, oh, gee, remember when I did that? Remember when <laughs> I did that? It's really, really cool. It's good fun. So born and bred in Byron, the rumour is. So we're, what hospital true. were you born in?
1: Byron Bay Hospital. The
0: little baby one that's no longer there?
1: Yeah. The little old one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what?
0: Um. And you went to school there?
1: Uh, no, Byron? so I went to school in Mullumbimby. Okay, why? Well, because we live closer to Mullumbimby.
0: Okay, so you yeah. didn't live in Byron itself?
1: No, not actually in Byron Bay. So I was actually living uh, Tiagra.
0: It's Tiagra.
1: Yeah, so it's in between Mullumbimby and Byron Bay. A
0: population of about eight?
1: Yeah. Oh, really? Pretty much. No. <laughs> Is that it's like farm farming? Yeah, yeah, farming.
0: So you're a farm girl?
1: Yes, I am actually. Hard-working farm girl.
0: <laughs> and so when you, were, when you were born, you were the first child, second child? What number were I you? I was second. And how many in total? Four. So you were the second of four. So did you have middle child syndrome?
1: Well, everyone thinks I do, <laughs> but I don't think I do.
0: <laughs> so it's not the whole sort of Brady Bunch, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha thing?
1: No, um, I just, I don't know. I think I wanted to hang out with my older sister all the time. We were kind of like a little team. So how it was kind of the biggies she? against the littleies. Ah. Yeah, that's how it was.
0: How, old, how much older is the uh, older sister? Uh,
1: 18 months.
0: Oh, okay. Mm. So my my brother and I, I think we're two and a half years. It was like that yeah, bit okay. older again. So he had yeah. his mates and we sort of grew up a little bit separately from that. Yeah. What about the younger ones? Uh,
1: you? So two years between uh, my younger sister and I and then four between my younger brother.
0: So there's one school. boy, three girls. Yeah. Oh, how'd that go?
1: Yeah, that was well fun for us.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you were the biggies.
1: Yeah, that's right. No, he's a he's a, a very a good young man. Oh, that's yeah, good.
0: That's good. Is. And we're going to get more to that shortly. So you were born in Byron Hospital, and then you got taken home to Tiagra. Is that how you say? Well,
1: we were living sort of Mullumbimby uh-huh. as well, so yep. I wouldn't even have a clue where, I was, where I, was when was? I was. Okay. Yeah. And
0: then what? Um, what you went to primary school at Mullumbimby?
1: Yeah. And do you remember? it? Yeah, I do, huh? actually. Yeah.
0: What sort of kid were you? Were you a good kid, bad kid? Were you a jock, or were you a?
1: Oh no, I think. Well, I think I was a good kid. Mm. Yeah, I you think at that time. Yeah, well, at that time, I think I was too scared to step out of line and be rebellious.
0: Is that because of parents, or because of so home life, or because of school life?
1: No, nah, probably both. Yeah. Yeah.
0: they so had pretty strict parents.
1: Um, I had parents that were definitely in charge. Okay. I would say. It's
0: probably a good thing as a parent yeah. to be in charge.
1: Yeah, well, in control, that's yeah. for sure.
0: And did you yeah. have like specific boundaries or?
1: Yes. We did. <laughs>
0: and did you break those boundaries often?
1: Oh yeah. Of course. <laughs>
0: Obviously as you got older you did.
1: Yeah. And and when I was younger? You know, you got to push the boundaries to see how far you can go. There's there's limits
0: before the sort of um, wooden spoon comes out.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the wooden spoon, what the was, spatula, was, is what else? What was
0: the um, weapon of choice from your parents?
1: Uh, usually just the hand. Oh the hand, yeah. 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 It was yeah. just
0: the raised hand. Oh shit, I better not do that anymore. You oh know yeah. When to stop.
1: It was more about right. Are you kids in here? And and we knew it, we were gone. Yep. <laughs> well,
0: they use your full name.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's only Nicole when I'm in trouble, you see, or I've done something, you know, yeah, or professional.
0: And is that still the same now?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it never changes, does it? No, no. My mum's weapon of choice with the fly swatter. Because, yeah, see,
1: I, I don't because think because I ever got hurt. that.
0: Because it could hurt but not leave a mark was always her thing. And we're sitting there and you can't oh, say proof.
1: that. Proof. Yeah, proof.
0: Can't bruise your children, but anyway, mm. I think it was more the threat of the fly swatter than actually getting whacked with it. Yeah, so that was all good. So you went to through primary school, pretty good, pretty clean, and then you went to high school. Which high school did you go to?
1: So we moved from uh, New South Wales to Queensland Boo. when when I was uh, finishing grade um, six mm-hmm. or grade five, I think it was back then,
0: and to the Gold Coast, or
1: um. To, uh, yeah, Brisbane actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, to Thornlands specifically. Yep.
0: And what did you go there for, remember?
1: Well, we moved because business wasn't booming down in New South Wales and mm-hmm. it was a better prospect for my parents to move into Brisbane, yeah. So.
0: And do you remember that? Were you happy at the time or Um. You leaving your friends and stuff?
1: Yeah, I didn't want to leave my friends. However, I was starting, I was finishing obviously primary school and then moving into high school, so it wasn't that much of a issue for me because yeah. I would have had to have started a whole new thing down back home anyway. You know, starting high school. So
0: it was probably harder for your bigger sister because she was already yeah, in high school.
1: Yeah, and okay. she had heaps of good friends. So
0: yeah, what about better. you? Were you a very friendly, outgoing person like you are now, or were you yeah, more I've, of a quiet person? Yeah,
1: I think I've always been. You. Yeah, social. <laughs> <laughs> Social but shy.
0: Oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah. So high school, which high school did you go to?
1: Uh, Thornlands.
0: Thornlands, where's that? That's Brisbane. Yeah. And was that hard or was that easy or what happened in high school?
1: It was hard for me. Yeah, I got sort of picked on. I didn't know why. But did yeah. you ever find out? No, never found out so why. Because you
0: had blonde hair, blue eyes?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think I was just because I was the new kid.
0: Oh, okay. Some kids are assholes, aren't they?
1: That's what I put it down to, anyway. Well, and they didn't know me, so.
0: Yeah. And did you make some good friends then?
1: Yes, I did. Uh, yeah.
0: Do you, um like, straight away, or was it sort of something that was a bit hard?
1: Um, yeah, no, not straight away. Yeah, I had the friends that, you know, showed you around, and the teachers the sort of suggested.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> the nice kid yeah. in the grade. They'll show you around. Take
1: this new kid through. <laughs>
0: <laughs> show of the process. Show yeah. the ropes. Okay. Yeah. And did you um go all the way through high school, or did you finish at Thornlands, or did you move schools?
1: Well, no. So Thorn. Well, I was actually still at. So thinking about it, there was still um Thornlands Primary because if you move from yeah New when South Wales, was different, wasn't it? Yeah, year seven
0: was primary school still.
1: So. Yes. So I actually sort of came halfway through the end of that term. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then moved into high school so I went to Cleveland High and yeah went right up until grade 12 got to grade 12 mm-hmm. and then I got halfway through grade 12 and then just realized that that finishing grade 12 just wasn't where I was supposed to be.
0: And was that your decision or the school's decision?
1: No that was my decision. <laughs> <laughs> so what caused
0: that? Why why did you get to that point? Were you bullied or were you were no. there was it other factors?
1: Yes. So I my parents were my parents actually got divorced when I was grade nine. Mm-hmm. And then the few coming years after that, it was pretty difficult. But I had a really good um, group of friends that got yeah. me through that. And then Yeah, I don't know. As I was getting older, I just sort of fell into this little bit of a rebellious stage. Um, But that wasn't necessarily the drive for me to leave. I wasn't a bad kid or anything. I just felt like I just wanted to go out, make, make my own way, make my own money. I wanted a car. I wanted freedom. And staying for the end of grade 12 just yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It just wasn't. So when
0: you say rebellious, what would you start sort of going out and partying? and?
1: Yeah, just dating the wrong kind of boys <laughs> as oh, well. Okay. Yeah, so my focus sort of shifted and I think it was already leading to be shifted anyway and it just sort of helped me make my decision.
0: Fair enough. And were parents supportive of that?
1: Uh, yes. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously every parent would want you to finish grade 12. Yeah. Um. However, I made a promise that I would fulfil the reasons why I wanted to leave. Okay. And I did.
0: Awesome. So what were those reasons?
1: So I went out and I got a job. Mm-hmm. I worked and earned money and what saved money. What was your money. job? Uh, so I worked in a retail clothes store. Okay. Yeah. Clothing assistant? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was fun, actually. I didn't I didn't mind that.
0: And was that still in Brizzy?
1: That was at the Hyperdome at Logan Home.
0: Logan Home. Yeah. really, pretty yeah. cool, trendy place. I <laughs> know.
1: <laughs> Not really. Not really. It's <laughs> a,
0: and so during this period, you're still dating bad boys. Uh, Have you still got the bad no. influences in your life, or you've got no. rid of those by now.
1: I ended up getting rid of those.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a good start to a new life, really. Yeah. Isn't
1: yeah.
0: And so you're still living at home at the time, or did you move out?
1: Yeah, no, I was still living at home. And was that with mum? Yeah, with mum.
0: Okay, so did you get to see dad much, or?
1: Yeah, we got to see him often.
0: Oh, that's yeah. good. It's yeah. Always good and broken families.
1: And yeah, but important. M- my parents were. Um, they remained really civil and um, still friends to this day. So that's awesome. Yeah,
0: and you got to do that for kids. That's important, really. Once yeah. you have kids and and stuff. How did the rest of your siblings take that breakup?
1: Um. Well, it was it was really hard on all of us. Mm. Yeah.
0: Did you find you all became closer, or did you just fight more?
1: Yeah, we've fought a bit. <laughs> well, it did bring us together. Yeah. It can't not.
0: More as a unit.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's a different unit than before. Yeah, fair
0: yeah. enough. And well, it happens a lot. It's not, you're not mm. on your own there. And so did you find when you left school that your friends – were still your mates, or did you lose a lot of them in that time?
1: No, they were, of course, they were my mates. I was driving around everywhere. Uh,
0: now, <laughs> there, now there's more of them.
1: <laughs> hey, I can take you shopping. Let's go.
0: <laughs> and so you're working in the clothing store, and what was next? What did you do then?
1: Well, then I left, and I went into hospitality. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, I just worked in like a little pie a pie shop cafe. Yep. Oh, this has gone back a while.
0: Many, many years ago. Yeah. <laughs>
1: many and, moons.
0: And did you enjoy that?
1: No. Or was it just a job? The bosses were horrible. Oh, they really? were mean. In what yeah, way? Yeah. I not just the way that they um ran the place and, and ran people, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we're we're working in a pie shop, we thought, bugger that, we're not gonna do this anymore, or you stayed there for a while?
1: No, I didn't last very long there. <laughs> <laughs> No, I did not last long at there at all. Any
0: time during this stage, you're regretting you left school.
1: No. Okay. God, no.
0: All your mates now have finished school as well, and they're all out in the going to uni or going in the real world. Yeah. And um, did you then get to live the uni life while you still work? That's what I did. All <laughs> my mates went uni. If that's to uni. classified
1: as the party life, then yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was there.
0: You were there. And yep. so during that time, how how are we going relationship wise? Have we got a man or are we? We're still off them.
1: Oh no. Um. Yeah, I had I had a man. I had. I was going out dating. Yeah. Living a life.
0: Was that a good life or a bad life?
1: No, it was. Well, at the time, it was. It was great what I thought. It, yeah, of course. <laughs> it was great. So when did
0: things sort of turn around? Well, we're, we're, when I say turn around, when did you realize that uh, I don't want to work in a pie shop anymore? Party life life's probably not what I should be doing and then become you. Or are you still party down?
1: <laughs> no, well, I worked, I, I I wasn't there, and then I went into like a discount store, so like a little crazy Clark's shop. That was, where was that? Carindale. And then um, I left there, and then I got a job as a lab technician in like a science lab. Oh, really? Yeah, and then went from learning about that to reception work as well so I was in like service and delivery and then I went to front of house um so that was pretty unique and then I got made redundant from there I got to yeah well not necessarily choose but there was positions that needed to go so yep. um mine was one of those and after that I didn't work for a little while
0: okay was yep. that by choice
1: Um, well, no, not really. I kind of hit a bit of a stage of depression. I'd broken up with my boyfriend at the time Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, that had no work. And obviously, you know, I was 18 by this stage. So I was heavily partying, doing stupid things. Yeah. And I just got myself to a point where I just didn't want to do any of that anymore. I was in a little bit of a downstage.
0: Got bitten by the black dog.
1: Oh, I got attacked. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> yeah. how was that? What, do you remember looking back at that now? Did you deal with that, or you didn't? You just brushed it under the carpet, or?
1: Yeah. No, I didn't deal with it. I knew I was having bad thoughts, and I was experiencing um, a situation that I didn't really know how to handle or, or talk about. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So everything just sort of happened at once.
0: Are you still at home at this date, or do you? Yeah, mean I was way? at home.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: And so did you tell anyone?
1: No, my mom. Well, my family knew. Yeah. They f- they knew that I'd lost my job, my broke up with my boyfriend, and only my sisters knew that I was partying the way I was partying. My mum's not stupid. She. New, but I didn't say anything. So when we
0: say that, we're saying we're doing drugs, we're doing alcohol, we're doing yeah, we're doing party stuff.
1: drugs, we're drinking, um, yeah, just staying out late,
0: yeah, doing shit you shouldn't be doing.
1: Oh, just oh,
0: May 18, silly you. things. You should be having fun.
1: Yeah, but maybe not that much fun. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. how I was raised, so <laughs> <laughs>
0: but that's okay. That's probably why you did it. Yeah, but a lot of us find is that when you're not raised or it's the wrong thing, then you got to have a crack at it.
1: Yeah. Well, pushing those limits, eh? Hey? <laughs> exactly. That wouldn't spoon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, when did you actually ever realise that you had depression, or did no. you just think, now looking back, you know you did? Yeah. Obviously. So, how do you deal with that at what 18, 19 years old?
1: Um, I just buried Upon myself. No, I stopped everything. Um, and you know, because at that time too, I'd stopped. My health and fitness because I was always in health and fitness. I was always doing something um, athletic-wise, and I'd stopped that as well. So I knew something was wrong. My motivation was dead. Yeah, and yeah, I kind of just buried myself in my bedroom um, at home. I told my friends that I didn't want to go out anymore because I knew it wasn't the right thing for me. Um, and I just saw some, I saw some bad things going down the wrong path and I knew that if I continued to do that that that's what I, where I was heading I just didn't want to do that so yeah I didn't specifically identify having depression mm-hmm. um that's a pretty
0: mature thing to do at 18 19 what's that is actually make those big decisions obviously you're suffering from depression but but mm. you're sort of making these big decisions to like you I'm not gonna go down that path, I'm not gonna do this, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Um did you ever think about getting help? Or you didn't do no,
1: that? No, because my mum my mom and I had a really good we have a really good relationship. And back then it was just this unspoken, you know, I didn't need to say that I was struggling. My mum knew. Yeah. So we sort of, you know, talked quite a lot and it was like, okay, you need to you need to find a, a job. You need to get out and earn some money again and get mm-hmm. your sense of self back, get your confidence back. Um
0: hard to get out of bed when you in that situation though. It's hard to get the motivation to actually go and do that.
1: Yeah, well <laughs> the thing that sort of kept me going, I think, was I was just so ashamed and embarrassed. About what? About my situation
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how I was thinking and feeling. And I didn't want to be thinking and feeling the things that I was. So I went into denial about myself and not necessarily pretended. But, yeah, I just had to keep, I knew I had to just keep going.
0: Did you ever get to the point where you thought, actually, I'm
1: not going to keep going anymore? Yeah, so I would have this little diary and the way that I sort of expressed myself was I just wrote what I was thinking and feeling in this little diary. Yeah. And I remember a, a few mornings continuously sort of waking up going, how do I end this? What if What if I just ended it? And then I was like, oh, you're such a wimp as if you would. And then I would think, okay, but it's just so painful. Um, I'm not going to jump off a building. I'm not going to hurt myself. So maybe I'll just, what are the other ways? Take some tablets, you know, just some sleeping tablets and take just way too many and then just not wake up. And then the thought of feeling so guilty about leaving my family and what my family would think and how what that would do to them, I just thought, there's just no way, you idiot. <laughs> like I knew I wouldn't, yep. but the thoughts were very real and they were very know present and day to day that was something that I did unfortunately feel and think
0: and do you think writing it down helped you not do it yep like got it out of your system
1: yeah and it was a reflection back to myself about where I was at
0: so if you had the opportunity now to talk to yourself back then Mm -hmm. because obviously you're a completely different person now in a different headspace yeah and there's other people that may listen to this that are in that situation
1: yes What would you tell yourself? Bloody go and talk to somebody. Just go and you know it's hard. I know it's hard. Um, at least be honest
0: with who yourself.
1: Well, myself, and not be so, not be so embarrassed and ashamed of what I was thinking and feeling. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just put myself in such a pigeonhole. Uh, Because it just was—it was just such the opposite of who I was as a person.
0: Frustrating, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I just couldn't believe that I was where I was.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I remember when I went through a very similar stage, and not that long ago, and I was so down on myself that I thought, "Oh, fuck it! I'm just going to jump, chuck myself in the river here, Mm. and I'll get eaten by sharks." Right? (laughs) Me being me, I sat there and went. Actually, I'm probably just going to float out to sea and I'll get about 600 kilometres out to sea. No fucking sharks eating me. (laughs) And then some boat will pick me up and go, what are you doing? And
1: save you. (laughs) Yeah. You sit there going,
0: yeah, I better not do that then. (laughs) So it's it's those sort of things go through your mind. And Mm -hmm. the thing you sit there and go, like, your mind plays fucking games with you all the time anyway. And when you're in such a bad headspace, it's not good. It's not good for anyone. But I agree. Talk to people. That's the way I got over it. I end up talking to people. Got some help. And uh, life's wonderful. And Yeah, that's good. There's people around you that love you and there's people around you that care about you even though you don't love or care about yourself at the time. Mm. And I think that a lot of kids need to know that there are ways, even not your parents or it might be someone else like a teacher or someone that you know and trust that they should actually then be able to talk to, even friends.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So did you ever tell anyone
1: that? Um, No, I didn't. I so just sort none of your of
0: friends knew or anything that sort of stuff. They just knew you were sort of. Yeah, they just all anything. called
1: me a bitch. They were like, oh, God. <laughs> you're just an angry bitch. And I was like, oh, yeah, I am not. <laughs> I'm going to my room. That's it. And I was like, oh, God, that's well, not cool. Maybe I am. <laughs> yeah, maybe I am. And then I was like, no, you're just being a bitch to me. If you had anything, if you had any idea what I was going through. <laughs> it's so silly, it's though. amazing
0: how your head works, though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So what stopped it? How would you get out of it?
1: Well, um, my mum came to me one day and she said, "Look, Nick, I've found this opportunity for work. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's a big, it's a big move, but I think it'd be really good for you. Fresh start." And I said, "Okay, what is it?" She said, "Oh, it's in hospitality. So it's something you've done before, you know. So I had some sort of experience in this job, and..." It was working in a cafe out at Ayers Rock Resort just in the middle of Australia. Yeah. So which meant like for me in my head that was not so much running away from my problems. It was get my head clear, get out of the headspace and the environment that I was putting myself in at that time
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and you know, move away. This is it. This is something that it's exciting as well. And I get an opportunity to work in the middle of the desert in yeah. Australia. And yeah, so little eighteen-year-old went and got the interview and got the job, and then off I off I went.
0: <laughs> so you moved eighteen, packed up. We're now moving yep. to Darwin.
1: Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> wow. I know it was crazy. Have you ever been there? Never. Never even thought I'd go. <laughs>
0: and you just packed up and went yeah what was that like when you landed
1: um pretty strange it's a different place oh it's completely different place except i had i knew that there was people there waiting for me so yeah yeah, i kind of felt safe knowing all right they know i'm coming i'm not just rocking up and (laughs) like trying to find a job on my own yeah um yeah they knew i was coming and then in the back of my mind i knew that because it wasn't just me that was starting as well. They'd recruited a whole heap of different people. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I'm not completely alone. There's going to be other people new as well. Yeah. So I had that sort of in my head.
0: Like starting high school all over again.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Funny isn't it?
0: Yeah. Life's like that though. Full sort of, circle. Yeah. Mm. So we're 18. We're living in Darwin uh, in a resort. Pretty yeah. much. Do you then think? Oh, actually, I'm in a resort. Well, maybe I should start partying again.
1: Well, I kind of left to get away from all of that and just the strangest thing. The second day that I was on shift, I got presented with some uh, party drugs and I just, I turned it down straight away and I just thought to myself, this is exact, how in the hell I'm in the middle of nowhere and this is on the second day, this is what I get. Thought, oh God, I'm in trouble here.
0: <laughs> you said what have no I done?
1: Yeah. Oh God, no! Said no. Yeah. So yeah.
0: And how long did you last in Darwin?
1: Um, the first stint I did was six months. Yep. Yeah. So saved a fair bit of money, got an experience. Yeah. Lasted six months there. And come back. Yeah. I moved to Melbourne and mm. then lasted ten months there. Way too cold for me. Why Melbourne? Um, my boyfriend was there at the time. Okay. So Did you yeah. meet him in Darwin? No.
0: Okay. No. Where did we meet him?
1: Well, he was my past boyfriend from before. Oh, I okay. we when worked broke things up out. Yeah. Oh, okay. We made up. <laughs> we made up. We were working our problems out. <laughs> well, he originally lived in Melbourne and I was in Brisbane, so that was partly the reason why we broke up in the first place. You
0: moved to Darwin. Yeah, to and I back with him in Melbourne.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's so okay, yeah. That's it right. It works, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it didn't last, but
0: <laughs> so, 10 months down there and then you broke up with him.
1: Yep, and then I came back to Brisbane and then there was sort of nothing there for me really. I just didn't want to be back in that old space. Mm-hmm. So I went back out and stayed out and worked out there. So you um, come back again. to Brisbane,
0: are you fighting the demons again? No, it was just, or it's just it just
1: was, I'd learnt from it. Yeah. So the feeling of being back there wasn't off, like the environment and the place just didn't offer me anything anymore. Mm-hmm. So I knew I wasn't going to stay there. Yeah, fair enough. The only thing keeping me there was my family. Yeah. So yeah, and I left and moved out to Azrock again and stayed out there. And so how
0: old are we now? About twenty.
1: Um, nineteen, twenty. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you went back to the same job. Or same um, resort?
1: no. So yeah, different resort. So I worked. Well, I first started at the cafe in hospitality, and then I went to the Outback Pioneer and I worked reception in there
0: mm-hmm.
1: and stayed there and um, yeah, just. Stayed there the whole time, really.
0: And how long did that second stint last?
1: A year and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was good. A fair
0: chunk of time. Yeah. yeah. And did we meet anyone new while we're there?
1: I met the coolest people and people that I still speak to to yeah. this day like very, very, really cool people. A lifelong yeah, friends friend. Oh, yeah.
0: Yep. And is that because they're in the same situation as you are in the Outback? Yeah. And you're in, you just little sort of live life. They become family. Pretty much.
1: Yeah, they did become family. And it's so unique out there, the experience in itself and the place too. Mm-hmm. So having that sort of experience with that kind of place, it was amazing. Yeah. Would you recommend it? 100%. Really? 100%. Especially
0: at that age? That yes, sort of, so absolutely. So instead of going to uni, go to the Outback and walk. Oh. Out. That's I <laughs> That's my philosophy. I don't know
1: if I'm telling people to do that, but, you know, if you find yourself on the same sort of path as I was, yeah. then 100%. Um, I mean, look, we live in one of the most amazing countries and most people don't even get to see that place. They don't even think to travel out there. It's so unique and I won't ever get to do anything like that again. It was awesome.
0: Would you go back?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) With my life now, now? No. Yeah. I think I've done that now. had that experience. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we've now moved back. We come back to Brisbane again.
1: Yes, so I came back to Brisbane, and then I wanted to move down the Gold Coast. Yeah, so I did that.
0: Okay, and so during this time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: have you ever been you thinking about doing personal training? What are you? Are you still getting fit and doing that yep. sort of stuff?
1: So when I moved out there the first time, when I was eighteen, that was just my reality check. It was me sorting myself out. Uh, it was me getting my health and fitness back, getting my confidence back, getting some independence. You know, learning how to take care of myself hundred percent. Um, and it definitely served that purpose. It was very good. And you for that. did that, didn't
0: you? You didn't actually yes. get help with that. You actually, your no. brain did that. Yeah. And because you knew what was right for you. That's right. Important.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Taught me some very good skills, life skills. Um, but yeah, then the second time. So when I was out there the second time, that's where things sort of shifted. And, um, you know, my purpose was sort of being created mm-hmm. without me knowing.
0: And. Did you fulfill that purpose out there or did you wait till you come back to the Gold Coast?
1: Well, I practiced my purpose out there and then I fulfilled it, you know, professionally yep. uh, when I came back to the Gold Coast.
0: Okay. And what do you mean by your practice out there?
1: Well, um, the weirdest thing was is when I moved out there the first time, I had, there was three people that I actually went to high school with and they were out there. I thought, oh, God, I'm coming out to the middle of <laughs> Australia. I'm going to know nobody. And were they mates in high school
0: or are they just people you knew?
1: Well, yeah, like they were, um, one of them was, and then I knew of the other two, but just in different circles. Yeah. And then, yeah, we just became really good friends out there. And uh, one of them, they just sort of watched my health and fitness journey and what I was doing because I was living with one of them. And um, yeah, she was just watching, you know, what I was eating and going to the gym all the time and how I changed my body. And she wanted to do the same thing for herself. And I said, look, why don't you just come to the gym with me? Because um, she, you know, she was bullied in school yep. um, for her weight. And I just, she's such a beautiful person. I just, I hate anyone being bullied. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I said to her, look, come with me. You can do what I'm doing. Just do what I'm doing um, and see how it goes. And the motivation, like for her, it was hard in the beginning because it was all new. Um, but then, just me saying to her, "Let's go," you know, having that teammate, having that person to help motivate you along the way. Yeah, she ended up losing quite a lot of weight, and I just saw her come out of her shell. She just had confidence, and the thing she she was doing things she couldn't do before, which I loved, and I loved seeing her. Happy.
0: Did you realise that was you that did that? Was it you well, that did that or was it her?
1: See, this is the thing. I think I don't like to take credit for that. It's my it's my way or it's my information and my knowledge, but it's definitely her. She could choose to say no to me. Yeah. She has to get out and do the things that I'm, you know, advising saying or advising. Yeah. yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I I definitely think it was all her.
0: So by this stage, you've had no professional training. This is just you, what you do, how you do it, and it works. So one of your mates has gone, oh, shit, I could do that too. Yeah. And she did and it
1: worked. 100%, yeah. What
0: would that do to your head?
1: It just made me feel so good. Yeah. Yeah, because me being in my dark place and me being able to make that change, I knew how good it could, like, that it felt for me. And then just watching somebody else be able to create that just from my simple way, just from watching me was just so inspirational. And I thought, yeah, I have to do something about <laughs> there's, there's
0: that. There's something
1: in this. I've got to do it. And people would tell me, you know, my sister would, onto me, you should be a personal trainer. My friends were like, you should, you should do this as a job. You should be a personal trainer. And then I thought, well, God, if I could do that, surely I can. Be a trainer, so I moved to the Gold Coast, studied, and never looked back.
0: So we're now on the Gold Coast. How old are we are we now?
1: Well, I studied when I was twenty.
0: When you're so, twenty, yeah. And what did you study?
1: That so was um, personal, kind of personal training. training yeah, yeah, so group fitness and um, personal training.
0: Mm-hmm. Diploma. And did you get a job in that, or what did you do there?
1: Yep. So I was working full time um, at the time and studying part time. So. It took me a year to get my certification and then I started, you know, sort of transferring and trying to um, get a job within the health and fitness. So I had a part-time job at Fernwood, Um, but I obviously wanted Mm full-time. And then this was on the Gold Coast still. I was living down there for three years.
0: And you're single still at this stage?
1: Um, Yeah, I just sort of met a new boy. Yeah, I Call him a boy. <laughs> 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 it was a boy. <laughs> Lovely the re- boy.
0: The reason I asked that is because it's it's you go through these stages in life, and there's times when you do shit just for you because you yep. got to, yeah. And then there's times when people come into your life, and it's sort of you're not doing it just for you anymore. You're doing it for us. And, yeah, that's right. And those sort of things. So it's really interesting that you got your study done and all that sort of stuff, and then you met the boy.
1: Yeah. Well, I wanted um I. Yeah, I just wanted health in my life. Mm-hmm. I really wanted health. And at that time, um, I I wasn't looking for a relationship. I actually wasn't looking for a relationship. I just wanted to do my, just do Nikki. Yeah. And it just sort of, yeah, it just sort of came along, but I still had my own focus. So.
0: How'd you meet the boy at work?
1: No, nah, just going out. Just
0: going out. Okay. Yeah. So are we partying at this stage?
1: Yeah, I was still going out with my new friends that I was living with down in the Gold Coast, uh-huh. a new circle of friends. Um, but, yeah, I met him out, and then we were sort of together for a few years, and I just, we just were going in different directions. I started up my business, and I moved um, back up to Brisbane because I found full-time work. Yeah. So, yeah, my family were up there again, and I thought, okay, if I'm coming back to this place, there's got to be something healthy there for me. hmm and it was full-time, and it was a really good opportunity. And so I took it. On your on. own?
0: You're back on your own again now?
1: Yeah, I actually moved back in with my mum to start when I moved back up there. How'd that go? Yeah, it was good.
0: That's yeah. weird, isn't it, when you go back? Because nothing's changed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I just think, like, oh, God, you've gone out on your own. Yeah. And now you're back at home? I thought.
0: You feel a bit like a failure at this stage?
1: No, I just wanted to get back out again.
0: Yeah, as quick <laughs> as possible.
1: Thought, yeah, I just thought, okay, this is—I I loved it, but then I had a taste of my own freedom and independence. I just wanted to f- have that all again.
0: Okay, and mm. so you've got a full-time job now in PT. Yes. yes. And you're in Brisbane. Yeah. So did you stay with mum long?
1: Um, not really. No. Okay. Yeah, and we're, so
0: we've left the boy. We're back on our own.
1: No, no, I was still, still with, with him. The boy. Yeah. yeah. We actually ended up moving in together. Bought a house. Moved in together.
0: The boy became a man.
1: (laughs) Nah, he was still a boy. boy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
0: (laughs) Don't be sorry. (laughs) These things happen. And um, so you bought a house together. Now we're getting pretty serious.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And
0: but you're still working full time in Brisbane. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What's next?
1: Um, went our separate ways.
0: (laughs) We're no longer together.
1: No longer together.
0: Had to go through selling houses and doing all no, that. No, no,
1: sort of he kept the house, stayed there, nice stayed there. You. Yep. And then I, where did I go? Oh, my! I moved into my sister's place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and stayed with them for a while. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> Listen go <on> to <laughs> this story.
0: <laughs> so we're back now. We're in our sister, the sister's house. Is she married? And got kids or anything? Yeah, she's space?
1: married. No kids. Okay. Yep.
0: So you become the third wheel in the. In the house. Yes,
1: <laughs> I was the third wheel, but it was so much fun.
0: She looked after you.
1: Yeah, she did. She's in, a good sister. In
0: a time of lowness. Yeah. And how bad did it hit you when you left the boy?
1: Um. Oh, every breakup sucks. Nobody wants to feel like that. Yeah. But I was growing, and through the last stages of our relationship. Um, I was dealing with that then. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was ready to move on, it wasn't.
0: You'd already dealt as, with
1: it. Yeah. Okay. Like the heartache of the actual final break was tough. Um, But, yeah, I I was already sort of dealing with that previously.
0: And you're still working full time at this stage or have you gone out in your yeah,
1: own? Yeah, no, still running my business mm-hmm. on my own, yep.
0: And you're enjoying that still?
1: Yes, I was working very long hours. I'm sure you were. Yep.
0: <laughs> so you've to get away long from hours. everything when those things <laughs> happen now. So we're um we're still in Brisbane though at this yes. time. Yes. Yep. Okay. Still in Brisbane. And what made you um you you obviously got your own business. Yes. And how long did that last for?
1: So I was in the gym for three years and then I moved into a personal training studio. Mm-hmm. Um and that was um that one wasn't mine that okay. I was there also for three years
0: so why did you stop your own business at the time
1: Oh, no I was still running okay. so I was running my own business out of a gym, gym and then oh, yeah okay. out then of the personal training it. studio okay. yeah yeah so and what
0: was your business
1: um so it was just personal training group fitness mm-hmm. boot camps
0: yep all the stuff that PTs do
1: yes health related yeah and
0: yep. at the time did you find that it wasn't enough for you like did you find that you really wanted to help people more than just their fitness? Yeah, so
1: more than just their their bodies. So I guess um I guess the personal training sort of always well to me anyway um started out as just the body, helping people transform transform their bodies. Yep. And then I started going through my own personal development and changing and yeah, just looking at myself more as a person and dealing with Feelings. So it was sort of like when I was 18, all that stuff I didn't deal with uh, started to hit me later on.
0: How oh, well, old are we now
1: at this stage? 26. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, it was sort of um, repressed for nine years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then to hit your one So the day. volcano of 26. <laughs> that was happens, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Hey? Yeah, it was, it was strange because I didn't even know what was going on with me then either. It just started to happen.
0: And what happened?
1: Um, I, oh, I met up with, um, a lady that I knew years ago and we just started chatting. She's quite uh, a spiritual person and in, in tune with their emotions and um, she'd studied psychology and all that sort of stuff. And we just started having a conversation and then yeah, it was just like, okay, I kind of just had permission to feel the things that I was feeling and just understand what my feelings were, and what my emotions were, um, and have an opportunity to get them out.
0: Did you meet her as a friend or professional?
1: No, she was actually the mother of um my boyfriend when I was in high school.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. And so is that... Someone you went to see on purpose, or no, or we just met up into each other. Yeah, we
1: just bumped into each other in the supermarket, and I thought, I don't know why, but we need to sit down and have a chat. Wow. And then it just went from there personal okay. development, um, courses and learning, and it's so crazy.
0: You sort of let it all out. Yep, <laughs> there's the volcano, yes, yeah, <laughs> and then thought, actually, I'm gonna do something about this, yeah. You, it's ironic you then went back to study again in a different way.
1: Yeah, I started to see things differently. Yeah. Um, yeah, I became more of a human, more of.
0: Grew up. Yeah. That's what happened. Pretty much. <laughs> it's funny pretty that much. you grew up in one day though. Yeah. This- <laughs> no, it is. It's like it's one of those things that just hits yeah. you and you go,
1: oh, fuck. Actually, yeah, what off. is this? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you you sort of mature overnight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then it was no, good because you've never matured. So yeah, sorry, thanks for that. that. I back. am still a child, <laughs> <laughs> child at heart. Yeah,
0: that's all that matters.
1: But no, then I started sort of seeing things um, differently with my clients as well. Mm-hmm. So seeing why they wanted to come and train, what their real motivation was, whether they knew it or not.
0: So you talked more about life as opposed to just about getting fit.
1: Yeah, and it was sort of about me not having to be perfect in my head and this clean-cut, you know, personal trainer that apparently has it all together, um, which nobody does. I think people just get better at hiding it it or pretending like they do. Um, But, yeah, it did give me an opportunity to actually be my authentic self. So
0: How did that feel, doing that for the first time?
1: man it was ro- like it was weird very raw very real emotional uh a lot of relief yeah felt really free
0: free that's a good word isn't
1: it very very free
0: free of what
1: free of the shit that i would tell myself in my head mm-hmm. um free of like just breaking down my walls you know feeling like hang on a minute I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to have it all together. And it's actually really refreshing that I don't because then I can teach people that I'm not perfect. So stop looking at me like I am. Mm. And um, I just wanted to be seen as a normal person.
0: Um, did you want to go and eat cake and get fat?
1: Oh, look, I've... (laughs) No, but I've never <laughs> but no denied myself of that. a treat. Okay, <laughs> treats are definitely my thing. During
0: this stage, because obviously um, we know now that you're um, gluten intolerant, dairy intolerant. Yeah, that word. <laughs> yeah. Um, when did you find that out? Was that during this period, or was that prior to that?
1: No, that was prior to that. So that's when I first started out at the um, full-time gym in yep. Brisbane. Um, yeah, I just. I just started feeling sh- shit, like mm. just crappy. And I thought, I reckon I could feel better. And one of the girls actually came in, um, well, she actually didn't come in. She We got a phone call saying that she wouldn't be coming to work for a while. Um, she's in hospital. She actually almost died. And she's off getting all these tests done. Anyway, um, she got better, um, found out that she'd had lupus. Mm-hmm. And went and got all these health tests done by this um, natural doctor. And then she said, oh, look, um, if you're not feeling too well or whatever, I th- I'd suggest, you know, because I was getting irritated. I was getting itchy legs, yeah. um, headaches, bloating. And she said, just go and get tested. So I went and got tested and found out that I had all these intolerances, <laughs> stopped having all these things. And, yeah, just by a byproduct, I'd lost seven kilos. My aim wasn't to do that. Yeah. But um, that's what happened. But also
0: the clarity in your mind changes, I reckon. Yeah,
1: one of my clients said to me, "She's goes, oh, my God, your eyes are so clear today. I'm like, oh, yeah, really? This is good. <laughs> I'm like, I feel clear <laughs> the too. drugs worn <laughs> off. <How good's> that? <laughs> it's the natural stuff now. <laughs> but, yeah, now
0: it's really interesting. I find that since I've obviously stopped having dairy, um, yeah. I'm just a, like my mind is completely different yeah, The fog's now. lifted. Yeah, and it's really bizarre because, mm. like, there's so many people out there that don't know. Yeah. And they're still eating the wrong things, et cetera. But what's the wrong thing for you may be the right thing for me, which may be the wrong thing for her or yeah that's or whatever. Right. So that's why I recommend everyone gets tested. But the big thing here is that it's all about you. There's not one size fits all. I think that's, that's really right. important.
1: Individuality. Mm. Yep. Yeah, because um, different strains of fiber, like, you know, if I eat too much broccoli, I don't feel good in the tummy. You know, oh, there you like, go. yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> uh, but you learn
0: these things. And the yeah. thing is, your body tells you straight away. I find like now, if I have one bit of dare, I know. Yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> Look out. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still, um, we're, we're in Brisbane still. Mm-hmm. What makes the decision to go, actually, this is not where I should be now? Like, obviously, you've seen this lady and we're, we're, we're getting our life together and. Yep. We're being inspirational and getting all that shit done. Yeah. What, when, when do you realize actually, I think I need to do this?
1: What's, well, I kind of, I was, the more I was growing and developing as a person, my business grew. Okay. So I realized at that point that it was time for me to go out on my own and open up my own studio and be my own person, um, have my own, yeah, just have my own way with, um, yeah, my business and see how I could take that. And I I just knew that because I was growing, I needed more space to help more people. Yeah. And that's always been my thing as I want to help as many people as I can. So continuously growing is important to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, ended up moving and opening up my own studio in Thornlands.
0: And we were you excited?
1: Uh back that's to an Thornlands. understatement. <laughs> there, there's a
0: bit of a circle, isn't
1: it? Yeah. And I always so I always see things like that as well. And yeah, I thought, yeah. okay, so what's here for me to deal with, there was so much there for me to deal
0: with. I'm sure there was.
1: Oh, yep. And I did. I dealt with it. So. Yeah.
0: And how did the business go?
1: It was amazing. Yeah? Yep.
0: So you've now got your own business. You're mm-hmm. your own woman. Yep. Um, we got a dude. Yep.
1: Well, there I meet the love of my life.
0: Oh. Yep. <laughs> and how did that happen?
1: Um. Well, funnily enough, I'd already met him, but I didn't know he was my tattoo artist.
0: Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So
1: and I went to get a another tattoo.
0: It was here at Thornlands as well?
1: No, he was at Capella Bar working okay. at Capella Bar. Yeah. And um yeah, and then I just went in to get another tattoo and it was just weird. He's like, um, oh hey, how's it going? I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just started chatting and then didn't stop chatting, really. Really? Yeah. And six years later here we are.
0: And did he ask about on the date? Oh, how's that all work?
1: Um, yeah, so he checked in with me the next day to see how my oh. tattoo was, of course. <laughs> How's your tats? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my tats are great. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. And then just sort of started a, um, a friendship up from that. Nice. Just grew. Yeah.
0: Six years later, we're still happy.
1: We are. That's we awesome. Are. Yeah.
0: So you're, what made you stop your business? Um, Okay,
1: so a couple of things. Um I got burnt out
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and I realized that my goal was to put everybody else first before me. And I kept doing that until I got myself to a point of exhaustion and I couldn't can I felt I couldn't continue what I was doing. Um, authentically.
0: Yep.
1: Um, yeah, I was just running on fumes, and I just didn't feel that was fair to my clients.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they would say otherwise. They would say that they didn't, you know, they didn't know any different. It was just what I always you're, did. You're
0: good at hiding shit. Not anymore. Yeah. At this <Not> stage, Yeah, for sure.
1: And um, the business was successful at this point, so it was a very hard decision for me to close that down. I felt like I had I was letting so many people down, and to me that's one of the worst feelings mm-hmm. I can feel. Um because at this point we'd moved down to the Gold Coast, so I was traveling up to Thornlands, uh, I mean Cleveland because I'd closed the Thornlands one down and moved another one and opened up another one in Cleveland. Yeah. So um I was um traveling up from Gold Coast to Brisbane every day. I did that trip for a year. Wow and that was what was burning me out as well yeah of
0: course and then you're training with them and you're making like the mental space and all the yep. negativity that comes off people as well all that all soaks into your system yes yeah and so we've made the decision we've shut that down now and we yep. come back on the coast how do you get better
1: um how you did I get out. better like yeah so out. like
0: when you burn out you burn out like you're exhausted yeah you uh, potentially could go back into that depressive state.
1: Yeah. So at that point <laughs> I had a few weeks off and then I realized okay I can't not work. Yeah. So I'll just start up down here. Um started up at Snap Fitness at Runaway Bay and just started building a business from there. I didn't want to get too busy. I just wanted to preserve my energy. Yeah. And then started feeling like okay oh god I've almost got a full business again like I need to pull it back <laughs> so I did that um I just love helping people it's like it's fun and it's cool to see people change and transform and yeah before I knew it um I yeah left there and then I just did mobile personal training so it wasn't as full-on
0: yeah so you can pick your clients pick your times yeah like sort of yeah and then you became a 12round
1: instructor yeah well that was a little while away I kind of still just kept being um part-time PT okay and then did some part-time consulting for a chiropractor health and wellness consultant in there
0: what and, did that entail
1: um just like office office duties oh, so okay. where i didn't have to put out too much crazy physical energy yep um so i sort of regrouped that way and yeah and then 12 round came about
0: so you knew the guys there previously
1: yes because i trained um uh Rachel one of the wives um, for their wedding, got yep. her ready for their wedding, and I met them at Snap Fitness.
0: Okay, and then they realised you were good at what you did. Yeah, and then come along to twelve rounds. Apparently, <laughs> rumor has it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> no, and and the thing is, what I find it's it's really a great story in the fact that your friend that you went to school with, that you sort of was was you were living with, was a, a bigger girl, but you didn't even see that. Like she was just your mate.
1: She was and funny as.
0: She then did what you did yeah, and it changed her life. But mm-hmm. so then in effect it changed your life because you're sitting there, fuck, I just did that. But the reason you're there in the first place is because your life's so fucked up and you're in your bed every day. You yeah. had to make a change in your life. So you've actually followed this really, really cool journey in the, in the fact that you had to go to the bottom to get back up. And the thing I love about it is that you give off this vibe of just, Enthusiasm and stuff, and when I walk into the gym, the first thing you hear is you laugh, and the first thing is you swearing at people normally, but it's like people telling people what to do and stuff. But it's an amazing talent to have to be able to change people's lives, and that's got to make you feel good.
1: Thank you. Oh yeah, hundred percent does. Like that's why I get up.
0: So we're now on a new journey. The yes. New journey is nick's which is the new branding. That's yes, being done. exciting. And what's the plan? Why do you want to? do this when when we first sat down you told me i just want to make bitches happy and i pissed myself (laughs) laughing i thought that was awesome yeah because i understood what you meant by that i understood that the sort of 20 to 60 year old uh whether they're fat skinny ugly good looking whatever you don't care you just want to make people happy but not just from their physical well-being they're from their mental well-being as well yes because that's what you've done all your life Yep. so it's really going back to those roots of out in the middle of australia And making your mate happy again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is that where we are? What what's the plan? Um just go big. Go big. Yep. Go big, but don't get burnt out. No, (laughs) no. Well, look, I have an amazing um team behind me now, whereas Mm. I I didn't before. Yeah. You know, I was sort of soul um doing it on my own kind of thing. And I think that served a purpose of because I was learning as well. Yeah. Um You know, opening up your own business on your own as a young female, a lot of, a lot of pressure, you know, um, and yeah, I was just learning what that took, what I needed to make things better. And yeah, one of those things and the most important thing was to have the right people on your team and people that you also look up to that you want to hang around. You know, on, cool on your dudes. side, just real cool dudes, <laughs> the coolest.
0: <laughs> and it must be different now because you found the love of your life. Yes. And the support you now get because it's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's what you want to do and who you are and what you want to be. And the thing is, I'm sure you there's a big difference between what you had in the past compared to what that is now. Yep. And that support at home must be massive.
1: Yeah. He is he, my rock. He's your rock. Yeah. He um oh he's just an amazing soul and he's so kind and so supportive. I am extremely lucky and I know I know what I have because I've been through what I don't want.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and it takes a strong man to have me <laughs> hanging out with me cuz <laughs> I know I'm a handful but yeah, the love that he gives me is definitely like no other. So I feel very special and very um you know, confident to do my own thing and be my own person. Yeah. So and he's supportive of that, not taking of that.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. It? I very. just love when you
1: talk about him and you like you can just I know feel I've got like I go- it's like, Oh, it's like <laughs> so cute. I know. <laughs> we are like two little when we're at home we're just two little kids. Like it's just it is. It's just so funny. He's so funny. I'm um, yeah, very fortunate.
0: And does he still tattoo you?
1: No. He didn't even want to in the fest. He's like, no more tattoos for you. Oh really? <laughs> I'm like, babe, you realize you're covered. <laughs> he had to toe. <laughs> yeah, no. So he will try. Barred, have you? Yeah, he'll try. <laughs> it's like me with that wooden spoon, I'll keep pushing. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. boundary. Yeah, thing, I'm isn't like, it? well, if you're not gonna do it, I'll find someone that will. <laughs>
0: Look, what I got yeah, no. that's
1: right. <laughs> no,
0: okay. So, two I like to do quick fire questions at the sure. end of a podcast. Yep. Okay, first one is: though, is what's your greatest achievement in life?
1: Uh, um, definitely the development of myself and changing the things within me that needed to or grow necessarily, pulling myself out of the shit.
0: The so you are your greatest achievement.
1: Um. Well
0: think about it. Oh.
1: Well,
0: you are. And you acknowledge it. I think that's fucking awesome, personally.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. It is. <laughs> it's don't like you want
0: to, but yeah.
1: Well, I know if I don't say that about myself, how can I honestly say that then about other people? Because that's what I really want to give to other people is this the same thing that I feel. So my team and the people that I have helped in my journey, that is my biggest achievement. But without me changing the things within myself and developing those things within myself, I couldn't have made those things possible.
0: Very cool. Who is the person or people who had the most influence on your life?
1: Um, my family and the people that have hurt me the most.
0: Okay.
1: Yep. Deep. Yep. But it's real.
0: It's real. Okay, quick fire. Favorite food.
1: Oh god. Uh gourmet pizza. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> favorite place in the world. Home. Where's home?
1: Um, surfers paradise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's next for Nick?
1: Sorry, uh-huh.
0: What's next for Nicole?
1: <laughs> Just this new Journey with a team of people and women or men that I can possibly inspire to help.
0: Positively influenced. Yeah. Love it. Nick, as far as I'm concerned, you're making a massive difference in my life for what you do for me and you make me laugh, which That's I love. So good, thank and you. And I really appreciate you as a human. As far as I'm concerned, you're an awesome human. Thank Thanks you, so, so are for you. for joining on my
1: podcast. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Awesome.
0: Hey guys, thanks for listening. What an amazing human. Don't forget to hit us up on all the social channels at BJ BJMacker and look out for more Meteor 8 podcasts.